the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Good news and bad news on the presidential health front. The good news is that uh, Joe Biden, despite what Joe Biden says, does not have cancer. Uh, The bad news is that Joe Biden does have COVID, or at least he has tested positive for COVID. That is where we begin a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. I cannot help but laugh uh, because he's been vaccinated and boosted twice. And he is experiencing mild symptoms, the 79-year-old president, a little bit of a runny nose, back from his trip to Saudi Arabia, traveling, of course, wears all of us down. He was in Massachusetts yesterday on the set of uh, what looked like uh, an apocalyptic uh, movie. Whoever is in White House communications, uh, maybe next time a better backdrop for the president than a barren landfill. <laughs> I, I don't know how that's supposed to make us optimistic about the future climate-wise when Joe Biden is standing in what looks like a set from Blade Runner or Terminator 2. Uh, but Biden tested positive for COVID this morning, which I know what you're thinking. You mean he's up and taking a COVID test before 11 a.m.? Yeah, I'm surprised by that, too. Uh, But anyway, Biden has COVID and um, certainly want him to recover uh, for many reasons, because I don't want to see anybody die of COVID, but I certainly don't want to see Kamala Harris be president either. So uh, she, uh, Kamala, will, um, I I don't know if she'll be acting commander in chief. I guess not. Uh, Biden is said to be uh, still relentlessly pursuing his normal daily schedule. So what would that be? Uh, Mannix at 11 o'clock, um, Huitina at noon, and Gunsmoke at 1.30, I suppose. Uh, so uh, here was Joe Biden in Jerusalem uh, prior to his visit to Saudi Arabia uh, last week. Uh, maybe we should have seen this coming. I was making a speech and uh, I had a terrible headache. <laughs> Excuse me, a terrible headache. And uh, now he's taking a drink of a glass of water. Sorry. <coughs> I had a terrible headache. This is years ago. And I did a very stupid thing. <coughs> Okay, so anybody can wrong tube it. We all hate that, right? You're taking a drink, it goes down the wrong tube. Uh, But here's the thing. 
Joe Biden's physical frailty and his mental frailty projects weakness, which is bad enough domestically, but it is horrific for our nation to be viewed through the prism of Joe Biden's weakness internationally. I certainly want him to recover from COVID. I want it not to be serious. I don't want it to be touch and go. And I believe that with certainly the expert medical care that he will get, and he is already being treated with one of the therapeutics for COVID, Paxlovid, that he will be fine. But can we all agree, perhaps to something that we should already be in agreement on, but now in light of his diagnosis of COVID, there is no chance this guy, in the condition that he is in, can possibly run for re-election in 2024. There is no way you're going to put a guy, Joe Biden, who is two years older, into a campaign where he will not have the excuse of a pandemic to stay home and campaign via Zoom like he did in 2020. Can we just now finally dispense with the nonsense that Joe Biden is going to run for re-election in 2024? There's just no way that is feasible. For him, first of all, which should be the concern of A, his wife, B, his son, and C, his party, but particularly for the rest of us, it's time to move on from the ridiculous notion that Joe Biden could run for re-election in 2024. I know that's a down-the-road issue, but it just seems to me like we should be able to frame that part of the political conversation for our future without too much dispute. Now, when I opened the show, I said the good news is he does not have cancer. I was not being flippant. The reason I brought that up is because this was Joe Biden yesterday in Massachusetts doing what Joe Biden does when he wanders off the teleprompter. I just lived up the road. I just in an apartment complex when we moved to Delaware. And just up the road, a little school I went to, Holy Rosary Grade School. And because it was a four-lane highway that was accessible, my mother drove us, and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening? You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. Okay. Yes, he just said he has cancer. Or he had cancer. He slurs his words so we're not sure whether it was has or had. But he definitely said cancer was somewhere on his medical profile. Which I'm sure sent the White House communications team into what should by now be a very familiar strategy, which is how do we walk back and clarify what our goofy old addled president just said? Now, he was not, 
This is the thing. It's bad enough that he makes a gaffe like this. He is the leader of the free world. Who should never just drop casually into conversation, no matter how entertaining stories of Joe Biden's youth are. You should never just drop into conversation. Oh, yeah, by the way, I either had or have cancer. That kind of sets off alarm bells. But it's not the first time Joe Biden has told this story of being a kid in Delaware being driven to school, to Holy Rosary School, by his mama. Just in April, he was telling the same story with a different medical takeaway. And I, we, I, when I went to a small little school... That was about uh, a mile from the apartment complex we lived in, and a little school called Holy Rosary. And you couldn't walk to school because although it was a four-lane access highway, it was just too dangerous to cross some of the streets. And my mother would get in the... And when it came spring, I mean, it came in the fall. Spring, fall. This is the God's truth. And you'd get in the car, and there's a little frost on the window. Turn on the windshield wiper, there'd be an oil slick. Not a joke. Not a joke. I have asthma, and 80% of the people who, in fact, we grew up with have asthma. Mm. Oil slick on the windshield. Producer Pam, you look puzzled. So is there is there any information that you know of that indicates that he has had cancer previously? <laughs> he had two skin lesions removed okay. before he took office. Okay. And Dr. Mark Siegel last night on Tucker was saying that those should not be referred to as skin cancer, mm-hmm. that they were not officially skin cancer. They were benign. Yeah. As far as we know. Mm. Okay. I wish his policies were benign. Mm-hmm. But Joe Biden is a career tall tale teller. He loves to tell tall tales that every single time. Make Joe Biden look like somebody who has conquered some insurmountable odds or who has been through more than you can have ever been through so that he understands adversity and difficulty and tragedy. How many times have you heard him bring up his late son, Beau Biden? Of course, we all empathize with anyone who has lost a son to cancer. But Joe Biden, it's not enough for him to talk about Beau Biden as someone who died from cancer. He talks about Bo Biden as if Bo Biden died in combat, which he did not. Bo Biden came back from serving and then got cancer, which there again, you don't have to embellish. And what about the story of Joe Biden's first wife who died in a car accident? That's a pretty horrific thing to lose a wife in a car accident. But no, it's not horrific enough. For Joe Biden, who has to retell it as if his wife was killed by a drunk driver. He flat says she was killed by a drunk driver, and she was not killed by a drunk driver. So we have an exaggerator-in-chief at best, a liar-in-chief at worst, and now he has COVID. Now, speaking of liars and Democrats, but I repeat myself... We have a candidate for Senate in the state of Ohio named Tim Ryan. He fits right into the Biden plan. Unlike the uh, MyPillow that I have slept on for the last uh, six years, uh, these comments from Joe Biden are COVID 
and the COVID pandemic and vaccine regimen that he has undertaken four times. Two vaccines and two boosters. Unlike the MyPillow, these comments from Joe Biden have not aged well. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. There's no excuse. No excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. Mm. Well, Joe Biden has tested positive for COVID. So uh, we are even more of a rudderless ship than we have been since he took office in January of 2021. Now, since that time, uh, Joe Biden has had a friend in the uh, Congress of the United States. That friend's name is Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan is the Democratic candidate for Senate in the state of Ohio. He will be running against J.D. Vance in the fall. And Tim Ryan was on CNN yesterday. And he was asked right off the top if Tim Ryan, Democrat, who has, according to 538.com, Nate Silver's analytics website, uh, Tim Ryan has voted. Let me see. Let me see. Do you think Tim Ryan has voted with Joe Biden uh, 75% of the time? 85% 85% of the time? 95% of the time. You would be wrong in all of those. Tim Ryan has voted with Joe Biden 100% of the time. Do you know, could you name possibly any Congress people who have voted with Joe Biden less frequently than Tim Ryan? In other words, could you name any congressperson who has opposed a Joe Biden legislative agenda item more often than Tim Ryan has opposed a Joe Biden legislative agenda item. You might have seen the congressman I'm thinking of uh, being led away in imaginary handcuffs the other day. That is right. Tim Ryan has voted with Joe Biden more often, more often than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. More often, Tim Ryan. Uh, But Tim Ryan is fond of saying, and in fact, he said again yesterday uh, that he is um, a very bipartisan guy, a very, very bipartisan guy. Uh, He is not a very, very bipartisan guy. He is not a very he is not a remotely bipartisan guy. In fact. I looked this up. It's amazing. What is uh, researchable online? Did you know that you can type into a search bar, Tim Ryan, number of times he voted with Joe Biden, and you will get informative websites that will give you every single congressperson and how often they vote with or against the party in power. Uh, So I did that. Uh, This website, ProPublica, is... A woke website. ProPublica is like super woke, okay? According to a ProPublica analysis of the most recent Congress, 435 representatives in Congress, Tim Ryan (laughs) has uh, ranked out of 435, 421st among all representatives in voting against his party. 
421st. So there are only 14 congressmen or women who are more of a partisan hack than Tim Ryan. The typical, you say, well, it's pretty common for, you know, a congressperson, Bruce, to vote for their party. I'm sure this is true of congressmen you like, like Jim uh, Jim Jordan or, uh, you know, others. Mm. Well, you might be right on that, but there is an average compiled by the entire Congress of the number of times that people vote against their party. What is the average percentage of time that a representative votes against their party? It's not very much. It's 1.8% of the time. Okay? Not very much. What is Tim Ryan's percentage? 0.05. So Tim Ryan is a partisan hack. But not on the campaign trail, he's not. You listen to Tim Ryan, and Tim Ryan is, well, I mean, it's hard to tell the difference between Tim Ryan and Donald Trump on the campaign trail. He talks about how much he supported Donald Trump's trade agenda. He talks about how he loves tax cuts and deregulation and how we have to heal as a nation. And we got to listen to people on the other side of the aisle. Mm, sounds, he sounds positively embraceable. He's also lying through his teeth because, of course, he's a Democrat. So I repeat myself. Here's Tim Ryan yesterday on CNN being asked if he agrees with West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin voting no against Biden's escalating climate agenda and the spending that would send inflation through the roof. Do you agree with Joe Manchin voting no on that proposal? Senator Joe Manchin over in the Senate did torpedo this climate initiative, which would have paired climate investments with with tax increases on the wealthy. Do you agree with that decision to hit the brakes? No, I think we need to be going all in on some of these initiatives, not not just for the obvious reasons of dealing with climate and making sure that we have a planet that we can steward uh, to the next generation in in a healthy way but also so that we can outcompete China in these industries of the future, like building electric vehicles, building electric trucks. Hmm. We should, I agree, steward our planet well, and we should definitely try to complete, compete with China. But how Tim Ryan says to do that is the classic example of a democratic policy that in Texas they would say is all hat, no cattle. Uh, My father would say uh, doesn't have enough sense to pound sand down a rat hole. Or you might say is a mile wide and an inch deep. Uh, What is Tim Ryan's climate plan? Well, like most democratic policies, it involves something that Sounds really good because it may have elements of something that is really good. But when you hold it up to a microscope, well, not even a microscope, really just not even a magnifying glass. Really just look at it with the naked eye. It makes no sense, which I will prove to you next by playing his comment and tearing it asunder. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.